is get valiant. Number 188. The big 188. Here we are. It um, is. Ta-da. I'm back. <laughs> we, we, we missed you for a week, and uh, we got you back. So Yeah. And, of course, the week that I had to miss, we talked. you guys talked about the end of Bloodshot, which is a big bummer for me to miss that. Um, I actually watched the episode. I don't usually watch these because I'm on them, but uh, I watched the episode. It was a great episode, guys, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I'm really bummed that I didn't get to talk about Bloodshot with you guys. Well, it happens. Yep. You know, life and the, the, you know, the thing called life, right? Yep. Real life gets in the way now. Um, you guys uh, both gave Bloodshot a 3.5. Yeah. And uh, I bet you can guess whether I would have had the same or higher score. Higher. <laughs> I think the same. No. Uh, actually, I wouldn't have been much higher. I would have been at a 3.75 on that issue. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a solid issue, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We got a couple things that we can talk about. Yes, we can talk about a little bit of, of this, a little bitty about this and that. And um, I think this is one of the big news that we're here to talk about. Uh, yep, free comic book today. day. Yeah. So. You know. Valiant Uprising. I like that they're you know coming up with a, a title for their new push um, and. You know, obviously, with Free Comic Book Day, you want to interest new readers. So by, you know, featuring the new stories that they've got coming out, you know, Exo Manowar is coming back. The um, Harbinger is going to be coming out. Shadow Man is on the horizon. And uh, Ninjak, we know, is coming as well. So hopefully with, um, you know, previews and um, little shorts and stuff about all those stories, Hopefully we'll bring in some new readers and, um, you know, find people that are interested in what Valiant's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, there's to me, there's some good and there's some bad with it. One thing I really like about it is if you look at the cover of it, it says Ninjak. You got a little image of Ninjak. You got a little image of Harbinger for Pete. You got the image for Shadow Man. You got Exo Man of War in the front and center of this thing. So it's like the big guns of the Valiant universe right there on the cover. You know, and we could always argue like which ones are bigger than other people, you know, like, oh, maybe you like Eternal Warrior more or maybe you like Divinity more than anything, you know. But like I think like as far as like the lineup that's shown on the front of the cover, I think it's a really good approach having those bigger names out there, you know, a little bit of like uh, name recognition with the brand. Yeah, but, with no bloodshot. Yeah, no bloodshot. And I mean, and I think like really like that's the biggest thing. But we also know that if, if we were reading the books, if people were already reading the books, they know that Bloodshot doesn't come back for another year. Kind of a bummer. But, but you know. it's going to be cool when but. he comes back. I'll tell you that much. Oh, you know it. I'm so stoked for Bloodshot to come back. And I can't wait to see what the next iteration of the character is going to be. Um, yeah, definitely liked what Tim Seeley did with him. Um, overall, while I don't think the ending was the strongest, I think that that had to do with, you know, wrapping. I think a lot of that was COVID. Um, and I definitely can forgive that. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see what Bloodshot comes back as. And I'm really excited to see what these new series are like. Um, I'm not, I think the one that I'm least pumped for is Ninjak, but I'm still going to read it and give it a chance. 
Um, I'm glad about that. I'm glad that you'll give it a chance. That's yeah. good. That's good. I mean, I, we were all worried that you wouldn't, you know, because <laughs> if Eric doesn't give it a chance, we're, we're done. The show's not happening anymore. Oh. Um, you know, I agree. Uh, Jeff Parker was what excites me on Ninjak. Um, sure. Polito's art still has not won me over from what I'm seeing there. Um, you know, and we're getting, you know, like, like I think you guys, you both said the core of these guys back. Um, I'm hoping we're getting the core of who they are kind of back too. Um, I think the uh, the tone has definitely kind of changed recently, um, you know, and Rx even just got a big head, pun intended, with that picture. Um, and there he goes getting all big-headed, you know. I know, getting huge on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I know, looking at looking at that image from here, he looks like the leader from, like, a, from Marvel, but, like, with a different color scheme. But his head just looks gigantic with the helmet. Yeah. I think the helmet is just, it's still in the process of forming around his head. That was my explanation, too. Maybe. Yeah, I, I or maybe he got like, maybe like a flat Stanley effect happened and his head's just like really bigger because it's like flat now. I don't know, man. Like, something weird's going on there. <laughs> all that hair. It's all that hair in there. It's because he doesn't hair. shave or cut his hair, yeah. maybe, his you know? So he's like, huge. oh. Sean Hart is like, how big do I need to make it? How big do you want it, Arik? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, and also I'd like to say that I really like EXO's new look. I like the red added in. Um, I think it's really cool to like update it a little bit. Um, yeah, I really like EXO's look personally. I know some people weren't as stoked about it, but I'm a fan. Um, yeah. so I'm just glad that it's something that I can enjoy and, um, I can't wait for EXO to come back. You know, one thing I want to touch on real quick, John said something about Hoosier. Sorry, Hoosier says something about how he's hoping that the core of what these characters are starts to come back, you know, because things have kind of changed over the years. And one thing I'm wondering is what that means for Pete, because Pete's been such a like troubled soul. He's definitely like the one who's got like the most negative baggage, like in his his history. And so for me, like. I think like when when Harbinger Renegade came out, a lot of us were hoping like, oh, this will be that big like redemption of Pete. Maybe his head's clear now. The book didn't really go anywhere. So we don't really know where Pete was at with that. And even after like Harbinger Wars 2, like he had a big fight and he helped mm -hmm. make some uh, some science. But other than that, we just don't really know like what's going on with him. So like for me, like I, I definitely have a lot of questions as what what kind of uh, direction the character's gonna go in. But like, I do feel like they could do just about anything with him at this point because there's not going to be, you know, he's just not tied down to anything that's so concrete in his history that it's like, you can't change him. Everybody else has to be a hero or has to be a good guy. But Pete's done so much negative that I feel like you can only go up with him really. Yeah. You know, but you and can't if, forget about that, right? You can't just, you know, you well, have to have that redemp the redemption story of him. Yeah. But I also think at the same time, like, you can't go back to what he was. You kind of have to go away from Dice Hearts. Because if, if we just go back to him being, like, a troubled drug addict, we've read that. We've right. read that the whole time. That's what he's been. Like, we, we, you, you can't give us the same story. Because if you do that, then you run the risk of having a lot of people be like, oh, you can't do what Dice Heart did. You're just trying to recycle that. You're just trying to give us that same thing we had before. I just really hope that, like, they, if they're going to do this approach with the character – do something that's far away from him from, from what we've had, just so that it does feel a little fresh, but also he's the kind of character that needs that kind of approach right now. 
But AA and NA would disagree with you. Once an addict, always an addict. Um, and so that's the hard part. But hopefully he can be in recovery and do some awesome shit. <laughs> um, I, I agree. Um, it, it will be good. And I'm, you got to think that Dysart's not the last one to write Pete, though, now. Uh, we did have Renegade, and we did have Matt Kent with the Harbinger War. So uh, yeah. there is a little bit of you know departure from Dysart to a degree. Um, but it is just him, right? The Harbinger, Pete in the middle. It's yep. not Harbingers. It's not the Renegades. Um, so hopefully we get more from that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what direction they go with him. Um, I think that there are a lot of options available. Um, I do hope, you know, like Scott was saying in the comments or in the, in the live chat, um, I do hope that we see Pete battling his demons. I mean, that's kind of – I mean – to me, that that is, you know, like Bloodshot is an anti-infested killing machine. Um, Pete is a troubled guy, you know, and it takes a really, really long time for him to become the guy that we see in uh, um, the Book of Death one shot, um, which obviously isn't necessarily canon, isn't necessarily a roadmap for exactly what's going to happen, but you know, for him to become that kind of character, I just, I just don't want to see it jump to, you know, where now he's the, the wise and leader who's gonna, you know, put everybody in there. It, like, hopefully what I'm saying is coming across because I don't feel like I'm making any sense, but uh, I just want to see him, you know, still struggling with his demons and being, um, you know, kind of lost and, and, trying to find his place in the world because yeah. that has to be difficult when you have the power set that he has and the abilities that he has and struggling with that and, um, you know, how he should use his powers. Cause I, I don't know. I think that that's a core part of Pete in the current, you know, Valiant universe since Dicer took, took it on to, to now. And I hope that we see that. So. Agreed. Fair enough. But one of them that's coming sooner than later is uh, Shadow Man. So Shadow Man is around the corner. Uh, couldn't be happier for April 28th for Colin Bond, John Davis Hunt, um, to uh, wow us with some dead side spectacular Jack Boniface. Um, I, I think we're in for a treat for that uh, April 28th with that. That's, that's marked on my calendar for sure, guys. <laughs> um, I've been avoiding reading the previews that are at the end of the issues because I just want to, I just want to take it all in when it finally comes out. Yeah, I think it looks phenomenal. Personally. Here's a little trivia for you guys. Did oh. you know how many books are coming out in April, according to Valiant Calendar and events? Mm. Is it three? Is it? Um, you know what? I don't know. I, don't know. I know there's at least what? two. Two? One? One? one. According Just to one. Valiant Events on the calendar, April 28th, Shadow Man number one. We get Savage number three. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Sa there is Savage number three on April 14th. Overlooked it. Savage was Overlooked coming it. out. Yep, Savage <laughs> is coming out. Overlooked it. So it is deuce. No, it is two. I thought you were asking because there were going to be three, and I was going to be super stoked. We get three later on. We get three later on. Okay. Yeah, that, we, that, I, that, I was going to say, we get three in the summer at some point. But yeah, uh, J Rob, thanks for showing up. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone for showing up. We got Scott Bloom, we got Sean Hayes. Yeah, Sean is hanging we out. We had Greg for a minute. Maybe Greg's still there. I don't know. 
But yeah, appreciate everybody you being here. It's good to Absolutely. have everybody here. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for Shadow Man. Excited to see what comes um, from all of these books. You know, and I really hope that Ninjak wins me over. Um, Harbinger looks like it's going to be awesome. I think that um, you know the previews that we've seen look pretty psychedelic. So I'm really interested to see the direction that goes. I think there's a lot to look forward to, and we know Bloodshot is coming back next year. So in a year, <laughs> could be less than a year. It could be January. I, you know, I, I don't know if you caught this last week, and I felt like such a dumbass when I did it. But I had looked at the little tease that they have at the end of the issue, and it's like two, and then a red dot for like his, you know, his stomach thing, his little symbol. 22 and i was like oh like sometime in february it's coming back you know like what's stupid you know and then i was like sean's like oh i think it's supposed to just be 2022 i'm like oh, yeah, you're probably right yeah yeah i know we didn't talk about it but did you notice what color that dot was red was it yeah but what about the main logo oh i don't remember i just remember the dot and the 2022 was red uh, well, the, what was, the, what the, was dot the caption? The, the dot in the logo is white. Yeah, what was the caption? Um, well, I can't tell on the one I'm looking at right now because I'm looking at the one that's at the back of Savage. I believe it is Death Returns. Sounds good to me. Could be Put Death Mate. Could be Death Mate. What color is Death Mate's circle? Oh, oh man. man. Check out the big brain on Hoosier, man. Way to go. Figuring out all the secrets. You know, I'd be totally down with that. I think that we need more Deathmate. I would really like to see the Bloodshot Squad come back. Um, you know, we all want that continuity. So, I mean, bringing back, you know, Magic, Destiny, Bloodhound. Absolutely. You know, and then every once in a while, uh, there's kids and you got to do family stuff. Um, It'll but happen. It happens. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hoping that we get that. I hope that you're 100% correct and that uh, Deathmate comes back and that we do get to see more of the other, um, you know, previous supporting cast while still bringing in, um, you know, KT and Wiggins. I think that that would be really awesome to kind of bring that all together and give us a big epic bloodshot story. Yeah. Written preferably by Kevin Van Hook. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad thing. And then J-Rob does, you know, Colin Bunn did amazing with Punk Mambo. I totally agree. And then, yeah, Gorham has kept writing a little bit of or doing art, showing art of Punk Mambo. So it is always interesting if there's going to be something more uh, with Adam Gorham on Punk Mambo. So. But, Sorry about that. The old, the old uh, co-host was crying in his room. I had to go take oh, man. You're good. You're good. He, he, he wants to be in the comics. You heard that Archer's like, let me be in Valiant. I want to come out. He's and like, play. what? Get Valiant's going on? What am what? I doing? <laughs> He's on the shelf with Ar with Armstrong. That's it. So um, it happens. Yeah, I I'm really looking forward to whatever's coming next. Um, all the books coming up seem like they're like I said. The only one I'm like not quite as stoked for is New Jack because the art hasn't won me over. But I mean, it seems like there's a good creative team on it. And I definitely want to see where it goes. But other than that, I mean, um, you know, you know, one thing I would say about Ninjak is Jeff Parker has written a bunch of uh, James Bond books for Dynamite. I think it is. Sure, they're excellent. The writing is excellent. 
And yeah. if, if something like that can translate over to Valiant, I think it'll be an excellent read. And it might not be the, the visual treat that we've been used to with, with Ninjak. I got the feeling, though, that's going to be a, a pretty cool story. That's all I, I think it, I definitely have hopes that the story wins me over. I think Ninjak is an awesome character with a lot of potential. And knowing somebody has written, you know, uh, um, 007. British super spy before gives me the idea that he's, you know, going to be able to handle Ninjak. So hopefully it turns out well. But yeah, like J Rob was saying, um, that Punk Mambo series that Colin Bond did was amazing. Hopefully we get to see more Adam Gorham drawing um, Punk Mambo. And uh, hopefully Punk Mambo shows up in the Shadow Man book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoping that we get a lot of it. Hopefully we get a lot of the, the, the Ninjak stuff together with uh, um, just all of it together, right? I'm hoping that it runs off of the, the killers. I'm hoping we get more of the, nin- the Ninja program. Um, I'm also ex- really excited to be getting that Deluxe. Uh, or I have that Ninja K. It's the Shadow Man Deluxe that's coming. That just came or is coming. Um, but I hope we get more of the Ninja K story. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Um, and you know, bringing up Killers, man, that was an amazing book. <laughs> that was just one of those things that, like, it seemed like it was going to be all right, and and it, you know, at least worth reading. And it turned out to be just phenomenal, a high point. And um, you know, Ninjak hasn't wowed me yet, but there's no reason why it can't turn out to be just like that. Just be another really badass fun read that um you know blows us all away so definitely looking forward to see what that becomes and i do hope that we see more of those characters i want to see the rest of the ninja squad um i want to see the killers characters come back so yeah i'm I'm definitely hopeful that um with so much to play with that um the new creative team can give us something really awesome oh for sure but it remains to be seen um any other and, news um, or anything this week? I think the the um the free comic book day thing was the big thing. That was the yeah. um and I think it's really awesome that they dropped that on a Wednesday so that we could talk about it. That's really cool. I like when they when Valiant uh, Thanks, when Greg. They, yeah, Thank exactly. You, Greg. I like when their release schedule lines up in a way that we get to talk about something right away. Um but uh Greg yeah. is kind of like the mysterious benefactor of our podcast. You know? <laughs> He's working in the background all the time, dropping little things. He's always like, hey, guys, like you might not know, but here's this link that you need to look, look at. This. Look at this. There image. might be something. <laughs> this, just this is going live right now. You need to look at this. They will destruct <laughs> in 10 seconds. So we appreciate everything that Greg does for us here at Get Valiant. Absolutely. Scott said uh, King is better than Bond, meaning uh, Colin King is better than James Bond. And I'm, I'm more of a fan of Ninjak than I am of James Bond. So I'll, I'm Definitely. Def- I'm, not, I'm not a huge James Bond fan at all. So, But I'm just saying, like, those books were good. Yeah, no, I believe you, 100%. Um, yeah, do we want to get in and talk about Savage Number 2? Sure. Remember, no spoilers. What do you do? Spoiler alert, children! <laughs> Make sure you read the book. We're going to get into some crap about this book. We got We're going to talk about uh, this dude. Um, yeah, uh, we got some stuff to say about this because his name is Savage, and that's a racist name. 
<laughs> there was so much of the dialogue in this book that I thought was just like, what is even going on right now? Like, it was really all over the place. Um, you know, it felt like a Quantum and Woody book without Quantum and Woody, which is which means that it's not as good as a Quantum and Woody book. They referenced Quantum and Woody. That was cool. They referenced other characters in the they, Valley Universe. They referenced Archer and Armstrong. Yep, referenced Archer and Armstrong. Referenced Bloodshot. Um, and can I know. just shake my head at most of that? Can I be frustrated at all that? Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. there, there was a big letdown in this, and we can continue to talk. Um, you know, I do want to touch base before we go further to give shout out. These guys did what they did was still great work uh, with Max Bemis writing, Nathan Stockman on art, Brian Reber colors, Hassan doing letters, um, the covers, group of covers there as well. Uh, so good job on everybody on the, you know, appreciate the creators that do that. So busting out with a, uh, the Savage. Yeah. Um, I think that the art in this book is consistent if not necessarily my favorite art ever. Um, I do think that it's really consistent from page to page, so that's good. Um, I think it's got some cool covers. I just have this like idea in my head of what Savage is, and it's it's not what we're getting. Mm -hmm. And that maybe that's my problem, right? Like I'm not saying that, you know, because Maybe that's just being close-minded and saying like I want Savage to be a certain way and not you know giving the letting the book be what it is, um, and I try not to do that. But I just think like um, this is a huge, huge departure from what we got previously. Um, it's so wordy; it took me forever to read. It felt like, um, <laughs> and that's never a good feeling, right? Like you don't want to feel like you're dragged down in a book. Um, a little behind the scenes. That's why we were late today because Eric was still reading. Because it took me forever <laughs> to read this book. Um, I just, I don't know. It's really wordy. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just felt like it, it like there were parts that were felt slow. And when I want a Savage book, I want this like bombastic action. I want fights and, and dinosaurs. And, and this seems like we're getting like weird monsters not quite dinosaurs and we're getting um a lot of exposition and and villainy speak and we're getting these weird interactions between savage and that girl may was her name may yeah may um there's so much like some of those interactions were really weird and i did not know what to make of them um but uh I mean, there were some cool moments. There were some really cool moments, like Savage uh, using a bone to bust his way out of the deep well thing that he was in. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some cool moments in this book. Uh, the whole uh, double-page spread of him escaping, I thought that was fun. Um, but... Yeah, I did like that double-page. I thought that was cool. So. I, I, was, I was left wanting more, I think, is, is the problem here. Yeah. So one thought I have about this, I mean, because I, I have about the same feelings about it as, as much as but as what you guys both have. Maybe I like the art a little bit more just because, like, I, I had referenced some the last time I talked about Savage. I do like Stockman's art. I think it's very reminiscent of John McRae. I'm a huge John McRae fan. 
So I like the look. I, and I think we haven't gotten enough of Savage to know kind of like what his mannerisms are, what his his dialogue is like, what he what he's even going through. But I think the thing that's really hard is that we had a, a, we had four issues before. Very serious in tone, very action driven. Okay, dialogue almost takes a back seat the entire time. It's not very wordy. You can blow through the read of Savage, the first volume. But you, at the same time, would take a long time to appreciate the visuals. And and not to knock Clayton Henry, but man, I mean, LaRosa drawing dinosaurs, um, it's just a treat. It's a thing of beauty. Like that's, it's what he likes to draw. Yeah. You know, and he is such a uh, dynamic artist already, so detailed that I think if you're going to get someone drawing what they want, you can kind of see, like, they do put a little bit more effort into it, you know? So this whole run, this whole new run is such a departure because we're trying to establish a bunch of different identities. We're trying to establish who who he really is outside of just a guy who kills dinosaurs and, and fights for survival in the faraway. Um, I you know I don't think that like Project Bizarre is that interesting personally. And if we just got a bunch of like random savages or of sort from the uh, the faraway. It would almost be better to me, you know, just because these guys aren't that interesting. But like, I mean, you know, whatever. He got out of there. He he saved his he saved his bacon and got out of there. And and then like, you know, book went from there. But uh, I just think story wise, like, I'm not really impressed with like where this is going right now. And I like the first issue. I thought the first issue was all right, you know. But on this one. It's kind of middle of the road for me on this, just because I just don't find the story like that interesting. I, I appreciate the fact that it was a read. Mm-hmm. I, I like if you you can throw I I'm opposite of Eric. Give me a shit ton of words. I don't care. You can give me whole pages of prose. Right. I you know if, if it makes that four dollars feel like I earned it, like I'm okay with that. You know, but like, <laughs> um, and the art I liked it. I liked the coloring and and lettering, but yeah, I just I just don't. I just don't know about this story. And I just don't know if like we've established enough of the character that we can just change everything about it, you know? Yeah. Because it, it like, I mean, like one thing that's been brought up by you guys is that it, it feels like Quantum and Woody, you know? And Quantum and Woody was like cool when we got Elliot, right? Elliot Rahal writing it and it got a little bit more serious and not as slapsticky and not as much fun or not as much funny. But here it's just like, it just feels like such a departure from what we got. I don't know. It's it's just kind of a weird book. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I think the art is really good. I, I I did like the art, and that's I do like that you say it reminds you of John McRae. I believe to a degree. I I see what you're saying with that, and I do. And it also it looks like a Quantum and Woody book. It looks like the last one we just had with Ryan, Ryan Brown to it a little bit. Um, so both are two artists I I appreciate and enjoy. So I I do think that's good. Um, is it fit right for savage character? That's, you know, is it young, you know, is it a young animals book? Um, is it some type of other YA title that could be out there? Um, is that, you know, with this dialogue, with this, you know, the, 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 the ridiculous reference is, is that for, who is this book for um, is kind of where I question there too. Um, because I don't see a young adult, um, and, you know, somebody sticking into to all of this dialogue, not really knowing where they're coming from with some of these little references. And then you get into the point of Savage. 
He's, you know, how long has he been here? There's some things that happen in this book that are really a little interesting that were jarring to me. Like Savage all of a sudden is quoting pop culture and quoting like, oh, you're like a, a Bond villain. Like, has he watched all the Bond videos or did what, what, what <laughs> movies did this guy watch already? Did he spend hours and days in front of a, a, a TV watching movies to now throw out references on, uh, you remind me of a mustache twirling Bond villain? So that was kind of, and then there's the other part where they, they even say like, they're gathering these dinosaurs from the far away. Um, and then a lot of it is to, you know, figure out the abilities or whatnot of metahumans. Is this DC? Why not use the word psyots? Why, 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 why reference metahumans um, in this? And that might just be nitpicky, but we're, we're, we just got done quoting or referencing quantum. We just got done talking about you know, a couple other characters. That kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop why they would do that. This uh, Professor Hanley Nelson of Project Bazaar. Um, then there was some other little things that were interesting, like the May with the, the calling him the gray fox. Little things that were a little bit interesting. I think they were to, to make laughs. Um, but one of the, I didn't like that they called Savage's name a racist. And then moments later, she makes fun of him looking like a last of the Mohican, which is contradicting her own thing like why would you neither here nor there that's all i'm going to say about that but so let me get to the the big thing that was really frustrating in the the biggest mishap of this whole book a savage and ninjack meeting happening off panel oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i've met colin king like why did we not get to see that <laughs> why is that off panel <laughs> <laughs> like but, really but then also like when does that like how does this fit into the timeline of what's going on with ninjack too because ninjack's on the run he's he's a man without a, a place to go you know and it's like you know he's like public enemy number one right. how's, how's he just hanging out with like how is this presented mm -hmm. is savage hanging out with criminals is that what's going on here maybe <laughs> i don't like that He's supposed to be such a good, upstanding young man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a celebrity, you know, yeah. the media, you know. I, I, but I do kind of agree with, like, one thing that you, I think, you really hit the, the nail on, man, the hammer on the nail, is that, like, who, what is the audience for this book as far as, like, where are they, where's the aim at? Are we trying to bring in, like, the younger reader? I don't know how many of them there are in this fandom. And maybe that's maybe that's part of the problem too. You know, there's just not a lot of young readers reading Valiant. You know, we're all just a bunch of old ass people. You know, Eric's probably the youngest person Ooh. currently reading Valiant on the planet. You know, <laughs> I do want to say though, this is okay when there's ten books. There's like fifty years old, man. This is okay when there's ten books, but not when there's only two. Yeah. No, I I disagree with that. Um, I think that you don't think it's okay. <laughs> He Even though they're going two books, I don't need them both aimed at me. And 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 if it turns out that even one, not even little, little, if it turns out that there's two books and neither of them are aimed directly at me, I can handle that. You know, I don't think that Valiant needs to aim all their books at me. I don't think I need to always be their target market because I know that we have things coming that I am going to be the target market for. Exo's not yeah. on the shelf right now. But I know that I'm within that demographic that they're looking to target, you know, and, and um, that EXO is going to make sense for, you know, yeah. the same thing with um, 
Bloodshot is coming. I know that within the next year or so, I'm going to get another Bloodshot book that's going to be right up my alley. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. You know, um, so if we have two books on the shelf right now and neither of them are aimed at me, I can live with it. Um, but I, I want to echo what Josh said, which is, Uzer, you totally hit the nail on the head that it comes down to, you know, like, who is this book geared toward? Because I don't think it's geared toward me, which I can, I can stomach that. Like, that's fine. Um, it's just going to mean that my enjoyment of the book is going to be a little less than someone who is within the target market of what this book is going for. Yeah. I just know that, like, it seems like, a. I mean, this is going to be a weird thing to say. But we're having that conversation. And, and first off, I want to say, it's okay if a book isn't targeted towards me either. We make this comment all the time. Eric and, and Hoosier and I, we make this comment all the time on here. Not everything needs to be geared towards the three of us. Okay? The three of us are very similar, though. And it just seems like a lot of people similar to us are just like, I don't get it, you know? Like, it just, it just doesn't seem like it's for me. And part of it makes me think, like, you got to have it somewhat you got to have the fan base somewhat like and rally around a book. If you're trying to be like, this is going to be that title that's going to bring in readers, that's fair. I mean, Max Bemis has his own little following. I don't know what the sales are on any of the shit, you know? But, like, at the same time, I'm just like, who likes this? Like, <laughs> I wish we had – I honestly – to me, I wish we could have it more like the old series, where it's a little bit more yeah. serious and just a little bit more uh, grand in visuals. But even then, I mean – it's just kind of a weird book, man. It's just too weird. You know, to yeah. I feel like they missed a mark. I was talking about that Ninjak off panel. And it's why, you know, to the degree of why didn't you have Ninjak sent to get Savage and almost like Ninjak referencing, hey, I remember doing this with, you know, Ninjak going after, you know, um, Exo Manowar when he came into the country or came into the world, you know, unannounced. And there was this like, oh, this jarring surprise of a character uh, you know, disrupting the public. Uh, it's the same thing with Savage, you know, just jumping down in London and coming into it, to, to the world. Um, there could have been so much fun that could have happened there. Um, I felt like that really missed the mark, really missed an opportunity. And then, like I said, to have that happen right there was, 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 it was really, but like, and going back to the, you know, it's not for you. I mean, I remember so many times going to different comic book stores and I would ask them, how are your Valiant sales? How's Valiant doing? You know, who, who's picking up Valiant? And a lot of them would say, yeah, I got like 10 guys that say, just give me everything Valiant. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I don't think people are doing that as much of just give me everything. Because when you do start changing a little bit of your genre or your target audience, that you, you, you miss out on that like brand loyalty that was there. But also, I mean, like the, I think a big problem too, though, is that like they have all these books that they've they've put together, and I'm and I'm certain I don't have any information. I mean, this isn't anything that's even been shared with us or anything. But like, we've seen so many books that they've been like, okay, we've seen hints of Harbinger and Ninjak and Final Witness and The Visitor and all these all these books. So I mean, they have to get everything out. I'm sure, like, if in a perfect world, we'd still have six books, and this would just be the book that we'd be like, well. Oh, okay it doesn't work but like we've got five other books the problem is, is that everything takes a, when everything is not there and you've only got such a little amount to pick from then yeah like your core audience is going to be like you know what i'll take more dc and i'll take more marvel because i can't just go to this comic shop and and buy two books i have to have five books on my pull list just to have it 
Yeah. You know, well, and, and there's some really cool superhero books on Image right now with Radiant yeah, Black you know. and uh, you know Noctera. Yeah, and, but it's just no. I mean, like it, I just think like you couldn't be a loyal. You couldn't be like a fan of like three years ago right now, and just be like just give me everything Valiant because if you did, you wouldn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the spotlight's right here, and we're all like, okay, we only get two books, and we all don't really like this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I- I think that there's a lot of truth in that, that if there were six books coming out this month, two or three books coming out this week, we could have a, a relatively quick conversation about, you know, like here was Savage and, you know, here's what we liked and didn't like, and then move on to the other book that is geared more toward us that we can have a little bit more of an excited conversation about. You know what it would be? It would be just like the conversations that you and I used to have about um, Valiant High. High. It would, this would be Valiant High where we'd be like, you know what? It's not really for us. Hey guys, what's so the next we're book we're covering today? Next book. What? Next yeah. book. Yeah, we would just yeah. be like, it's a three, three point five, and let's okay. just move on because we we're don't. We're going to We're not that audience. But this is. No. There's only one audience right now because there's only like one or two books a month. So it, it just makes it really. It makes it hard, you know. But, uh, but at the same time, if if someone likes this, that's cool, and I'm not going to knock it for that. I'm just going to say it's not for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. Um, for me, I mean, I do think that there are, are redeeming qualities about this book. Like I said before, there are some really fun moments. That one two-page spread is cool. Um, you know, seeing Savage uh, have some fights in this in the book was cool. Um, the escape scene, um, you know, when he when he uh, uses the bone to get out of the the well or whatever. Like there there are some cool moments. Um, there's new characters. There's development. You know, there is a story happening here and, um, you know, we're left on a cliffhanger. You know, Savage doesn't want to be Savage anymore. He just wants to go off and do his own thing. He breaks. He's going to be Harmony. Is that what's going to be? He's going to be Harmony. <laughs> become Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> um, he finds but, uh, that tech just lying around. That, that's what I'm hoping for. I just, you know, there, there is a lot going on here, you know, and I think that there is an interesting story here. And for the right person reading this, I think that this is a really fun, interesting book. I just don't think that I'm that person. For me, while I don't think that this is the best book ever, I also don't think it's like terrible. Um, so I would give it a three, a three out of five. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Like, I mean, I I really like the art, so that's what keeps me a little bit higher, like from going just like a two point five. And to me, two point five is just like middle of the road. But I do like the visuals. I do think there's there is probably if, if I was to see the scripts, I would probably think that there's some like creative stuff that uh, Max Bemis is putting in there for Nathan Stockman, like that two page spread of him at, uh, escaping, which it's a really entertaining visual, right? You know, it almost makes me wish that they would just make a print of that. You know, like how we got that print that they were giving out when they did the Quam and Woody number one, like give the me that delinquents print. cat. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just not like my thing. But I don't think it's it's not like a terrible book. But I, at the same time, I'm like, man, like, what if they went with the same tone of that previous series? Like, how would I feel? You know, like if you gave me yeah. a guy who uh, is just getting exploited by his brother, and then he gets captured by a bunch of mad scientists and forced to like fight to the death against a bunch of beasts, but the tone was a little more visceral, and it wasn't just like pink blob monster in a cage. Um, I don't know, man. I might I might be way behind that book, you know? Like, I might be into that a lot more. Yeah. 
with you. So, so what did you say? Score? Oh, about three. Uh, three. But my, I'm, but my, yeah, just because I like the art a little bit more. I'm, that's why I'm not two point five. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna be right, like a two point seven five. Um, there was some uh, some mishaps. There were some missed opportunities, and I'm kind of you know grading it a lot on that missed opportunity um, of that items there, and then just really wondering direction, wondering um, what, you know, are we going to be asking for Savage again after this series is over? Um, but I think it depends on how it ends. There's a lot left does. to be seen. Yeah, I mean, we really are just halfway, and, and at the halfway point, it seems like he's already, like, defeated the bad guys. Yep. Who knows? Walking away from the fight. Yep. So obviously something's going to have to happen to bring him back and you know we'll see how it plays out um it's hard to say man it's really hard to say you know this obviously is a, a different direction for the character like josh was saying than what we saw previously and as much as yeah we would love to see something similar to the original series it is what it is um yeah. Yeah, and I think like there's a point that just popped up from from uh, J Rob where he's like, if this is geared towards more be like like Quan and Woody, it's just not quite hitting that mark, you know. And I think a lot of times when I look at like the Valiant books, I, I in my mind I kind of break them up in their own little category from like the psyops are like in this corner, you've got like the standard heroes on this corner, you kind of got like the sillier stuff like Quan and Woody and, and Archer and Armstrong in their little spot. And I don't know if this is really trying to be in that in that little category you know i don't know where you would put this it's almost like its own little like anomaly yeah yeah and that's what i say it's i don't think it's really sure what it is i just think that we feel that way because it's not geared toward us so we're just scratching our heads right like yeah. this if is you, not if you can get some older people with with like gray and hair and sideburns in this book you know i'll be okay with it you know <laughs> i mean if it's set in england let's, let's talk about the clash you know like some things I can relate to as an older person. Can you gear this? The next issue just be geared towards like a forty-something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was if it was geared toward, you know, thirty-five-year-old white guys. Well, I'm, not I'm, even, those don't necessarily even be white guys. Just if you could just start bitching about how hard it is to pay rent, you know, and like appliances need to be repaired, you know, like John says it right here, and he's right. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe exactly. we are the dinosaurs, and. <laughs> Oh, thank you, that's John. A, that's spot a big on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you 100 percent there. Um, I, and I think that a lot of that is the case, man. Like, we're just now we're all getting older, and um, not all comic book readers are our age, you know. And well, most of them actually kind of are, though. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean. The ones I guess, that we know I guess are. there has to be something though that tries to bring in a younger wave of fans. Mm -hmm. And if that's and if, if this is that kind of book, I mean then, then I would applaud Valiant for it. You know, just put something out put but put some other stuff out too, you know. Well we've got other stuff coming. We have XO coming. We know Shadow nope, Man is on the I'm horizon. Too impatient. Too impatient. Now you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'll be okay. Like I mean, I, I I think I have like the the insight to look at it. And be like, okay, I know there's more stuff coming out. I I hope there's other fans like that too, though. But I feel like we also still have fans that are like, 
who had just been crying doom since like the day that Dinesh left, you know. And it's just, just oh, like yeah. one more this is just one more bullet in their clip. Yeah. Well, and but the thing is, like, you know, those people want a specific type of valiant book, and if they don't get it, then you know, they don't want to be involved. And um I just think that there's nothing wrong with you know having a, a good idea of what it is that you enjoy and what you don't enjoy and there's nothing wrong with being honest about what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy i just don't agree with saying that because the company isn't putting all their books out geared directly toward me that it's terrible now i just yeah. think that there's still good stuff happening and there's even in the books that aren't necessarily exactly geared toward me there are still reasons to read those books i still got enjoyment out of reading savage yeah, you know, if I you hated know, it. I would have given it a two, a one. Yeah, if know? I hated it, I would have given it like a. I would have gone like a one. You know, if, if I it hated had, it, if it was just like if it just had black pages, except for like the last page. I mean, then we're talking about a really shitty. <laughs> so, so here, here, here's my hate. Here's what I'm gonna do when I. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. You know, like it. It wasn't for me. I didn't like it, but didn't you know? Hate it. Yeah, um, but. You know, I will say today is we're in March. Next week's April. So, like I'm saying, there's four letters, and the bun is in the oven. The bun is in the oven. We're <laughs> right. waiting for it. I'm probably heard that to be as good as we think it's going to be. So yeah, you know, I think it's just hard to be a, a, such a dedicated fan. Sometimes that's really what it comes down to. And maybe the the what the truth is, you should always expand your horizons a little bit because. There's more to the world than just Valiant. What? That's a weird thing to say. It's true. I know. Until they put out more that, books a month, that is. That feels you know, wrong. It does, but. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? You know, it's a fun one that I read the other. Erratic. Have you read that? AWA Upshot. Um, no. I, Brian Reber's doing the colors on it. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah. I'm trying to think. I've, I feel like, I, you know, We Live. I really like it. From uh, Aftershock. But then I missed the last issue, so I don't know if I'm gonna keep buying it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pricey book now. All that shit just—if you miss anything, it, just, it goes up in value too much. Yeah, don't miss it sometimes, right? And yeah, uh, yeah there, there was, there's been some good books out lately. So I, I think a lot of the other publishers are really putting up some stuff. And and then Ronnie Barron on Facebook, he actually threw up uh, Magnetic Press, and I, I, he's introduced me to that. And there's some good things like Orphans. You got to read Orphans. That is an amazing freaking book. Um, yeah, it's already got four volumes out. Um, it's a translated book. Beautiful. Uh, but I, would, I was going to say, I think last year you sent me a link to uh, their web store. Yeah, they had a huge discount. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was like right when COVID started. Um, again, thanks to Ronnie for sending me that too, man. Um, and yeah, that's what he said. Get it. And I was not not let down at all by that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's always great comics to read, and I, I do think that there's still a lot of reasons to be reading Valiant comics, not only right now but coming down the road. And I cannot, cannot wait. What is the next book that we're getting? Savage number three. Really, Savage is our next book. Yeah, mm -hmm. crazy. They Savage. Did that job too. We'll see you in a month. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Uh, Savage three, April fourteenth. Yeah. Hoosier and I last week we were talking and saying that we'll, we'll probably have to come up with some ideas for some episodes just because um, 
you know that that is kind of thing you know if we if we want to keep going we have to we might have to not just do episodes when there's a book just because another month until we would do another episode yeah yeah well like we that's can... what i like so much about when COVID hit and uh they were doing the hero of the week that whole initiative was so amazing and it gave us like man i went back and reread so much of the early vei stuff i got so excited about all that stuff again that was amazing we need another marketing push like that <laughs> greg <laughs> Um, well, which I is a say, great marketing book, but I would like to have books that stand up next to that on the shelf. Yeah. I, I was saying that what might be kind of fun, it would take a little bit of work, but having an episode talking about like the um, the forgotten threads, the things that are just out there that like no one's loose ever touched ends. back on. Yeah, the loose ends. Yeah. Oh, we would have so to many. have a lot of episodes though for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's lot. so many. Because comics is comics is a really good medium for, um, um, doing that for expanding universes, for expanding stories, for adding characters to mythologies. It's not really a great medium for ending a story. Great episode idea, Ronnie. Eric can't do bloodshot. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's oh, the fun part. Hold on, hold on. What would make that even better? is we pick the character someone else has to pitch. Yes, Eric has to do Faith. What? It doesn't even, but I mean, I'm just saying like, we <laughs> each give each other, we, everybody gets one character and you have to give your pitch of like where they're oh, going. Yes. Because none of us are gonna write for Valiant. You know, we do a podcast about it. You know, it's just, hate to tell us, it's never gonna happen. But that doesn't mean we haven't read a shit ton of stuff about it. So we probably have a good idea of what could happen you know we yeah. i like to think that i know all sorts of things about where you could go with some of these characters but doesn't mean they're all necessarily good i mean that that's an idea i mean that is definitely an idea that we could we could definitely look into and uh discuss but i would have to do bloodshot no <laughs> no I've already got my pitch. You guys already know my pitch. Here's the thing. They don't need a romantic bloodshot book. That's why you don't get to pitch it, dude. Eric's going to say, let's have That's a unity. Let's have a and unity have, book. And we have Capshaw with the rotating cast. Where we have Capshaw and a rotating cast. Wait. I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. <laughs> Lock it in. Wait, wait, wait. I have to do this. <laughs> oh, we know that's true. Um, but no, I, I think that's fun. I think that's 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 why, and that's where you tell good stories too. Um, is when the, when a certain story you've read makes you really brain really work and think like of other offshoots that could happen. That's the sign of great, you know, to me, great storytelling of great of great writing is even if you're you know a fan that you can your brain can go in multiple places you know, that really work off of it. So, and that's, it's great when you have a shared universe for, you know, properties like this, if you're able to write things like that and get people to look in multiple directions. Um, there's some books that have done that for sure that make you think of some cool things that can happen in the world, so. Okay, I figured it out. Here's what we need to do. We need to have people pick a character for us and then each of us do our own pitch without consulting the others. I, I agree with that as long as they're they have to be a semi major character, like they have to be a character that could already have their own book. Not it can't just be the cat from Faith. 
<laughs> you can't be the cat villain from Faith. You couldn't write something about Gub Gub? Gub Gub. Gub Gub's That's the script I want to write. I, That's the I script just, I want to write. I would just say that it makes it kind of weird. Well, maybe, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw down some kind of rule because I don't want someone to be like, okay, you have to write a whole book about Mr. Toll. I'll do a comic story and Gub Gub <laughs> overview. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. I don't um, know. I'm, I'm, I think that'd be fun. You know, it'd be cool to see, like, if we could get enough people on our page on Facebook and on Twitter, you know, just to be like, who, who is going to pitch what, you know? Yeah. Who would, who would Josh pitch guys? And then all three of these, they turned into the, to the defenders on Netflix, just like Ronnie was going to say. They should be the (laughs) offenders, not defenders. The offenders. offenders. I want a book, The Offenders. Like, how how awesome would that be? Just some guys like that that are offensive, like a shit. The Offenders. Oh, copyright. So, oh, um, yeah. that's a it's a good idea though. I think it's a great idea. Yep. Yeah, we should yeah. put up a poll with like four characters and have people vote on the four characters, and then whichever one gets the most votes, we each do our own pitch, and then we pick four more characters and do another poll the next for the next episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know, or we just we could just have a thread and say yeah. and just have people just you know I don't know. And Eric's been doing some art, so he could actually have a little uh, layout timeline for it. Oh yeah, not gonna happen. I know we'll figure it out. We'll brainstorm it and figure it out. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, make for it would make for a great episode. I really think it would. Yeah, yeah, I think Scott. Yeah, I'm I'm down for the offenders. Give me the offenders. <laughs> oh man well uh, i definitely want to thank um obviously sean hayes for hanging out and of course scott bloom j rob for popping by john Bourne. um i feel like i'm missing at least somebody greg but, yeah greg of course ronnie's um, over on uh facebook yeah, Ronnie hanging on facebook. yeah definitely appreciate everybody jumping in and joining the conversation with us um you know I think a lot of us are on the same page. Savage isn't necessarily the book for us. You know, those of us that are um, aging and uh, not really with the times. Um, those of us who are closer to retirement than they are, like, closer to getting their driver's license for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that um, there's so much to look forward to that I hope everybody joins us. Um, yes, next time, uh, at least the next time we have a book to review, we'll be talking about Savage. Then after that, we're going to be talking about Shadow Man, something enormous to look forward to. Um, we have all these other books coming. The Harbinger is coming. Exo Man War is going to be back on the shelves. Um, Ninjack is coming. And we know there's still Final Witness sometime, you know, either later this year, early next year. Who knows when it'll actually come out, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, uh, we really want to see everybody back here to discuss these books as, as we get them. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to come up with fun stuff. You know, if we do pitches on characters, awesome, but either way, thanks everybody for joining us. And, uh, thank you to Hoosier and Josh, uh, for making this episode happen and, uh, you know, being cool guys to hang out with and talk about Valiant with, and this has been Valiant. So we're going to see all you guys next time. Make sure you uh, sub. Do those thingies, those, those YouTube Oh, yeah, videos. yeah. Sub.
you oh, have to funny. subscribe, hit the bell. The bell. So you get notified when we go live. Get alerts. Ding, ding. Yeah. Dong. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs>